Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi everyone, today Lauren and I are answering your questions about minimalism and our minimalist lifestyles, including our tips and tricks and maintenance systems. On our Instagram and Facebook pages at Millennial Minimalist, we asked you to ask us anything and we were thrilled by the number of questions we received from you. And today we're excited to share our answers. Together we talk about our ongoing minimalist lifestyle practices and our simple living advice to help you navigate all forms of clutter. Plus we share our background on how we met and how our podcast came to be. You will learn everything from how to maintain a simple home to how to shop more sustainably, travel lighter, and keep a social life while on a budget. We also share our personal hair and makeup routines and our approaches to our wardrobes, along with some funny questions to help you get to know us more. Be inspired to start or continue on this journey with us, and together let's maintain this simpler, more intentional way of life. So this is going to be super fun, Lauren. As many of you know, we absolutely love running Q&A episodes. They're so much fun. It's nice to learn about what you, our listeners, are thinking about and the areas of minimalism you're working through and the questions you may have. And we want to start off today by thanking those of you who took the time to submit a question. We received so many and we're excited to dive into them today. And I should note that Lauren and I haven't shared our responses with each other, so it will be super organic. I'm excited for that, Lauren. Yeah. Thank you so much for the questions. They were so great. It really made me think. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Like some of the questions that you thought of, I was like, oh wow, I never thought about that before. And, and some of you asked questions about us and questions for each of us to answer about each other, which should be super interesting. <laughs> I'm actually already yeah. curious what Lauren's going to say. <laughs> and so to start off, I thought we would begin with a question directed to both of us uh, from a new listener of ours. So this person says, I'm a new listener and I would love to learn more about how you two met and pre minimalism life. Yeah, this is such a funny story. <laughs> Kelly and I always tell people we met on Craigslist. <laughs> so as most of our listeners know, I sell real estate in Toronto and I had just started out in real estate. I think I was like 23 and I had advertised a listing on Craigslist because I was advertising other people's listings. I didn't have listings yet. And Kelly messaged me to view the unit and we, I met her and showed her the condo and we hit it off right away. And we've been friends ever since. We always yeah. joke around that we went on a girl date after and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I know. And, and people used to make fun of me. They're like, you meet friends in the most random places. Like my best friend in university, I met her at a bus stop. I met another girl. She was a bank teller. <laughs> it's just so funny just being out yeah. in the world. You're so social and good with that. I, I'm not as good as like following up with people and ask them to hang out. But you were like, let's go for a drink. Yeah, it's so funny. I always said, no, Lauren picked me up. And, and then Lauren's like, no, you did. I was like, oh. No, Kelly asked me out. <laughs> <laughs> and another funny story about that showing is Kelly like showed up and I was like, oh, this girl's going to complain about the closet because all people complain about closets and condos because they're so small. And 
I was like, I know the closet's small. And she's like, oh, it's okay. I don't own that many clothes. And I was like, oh, wow. Like we have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was so funny. I didn't even, that didn't even, I don't know, dawn on me, I guess, because I didn't know you that well. Right. And so, you know, you were all very put together. And so I just make the assumption, oh, she must have a closet full of clothes. And I think a lot of people make that assumption about Laura and I before they even know us. Like really, like the other day we were, we were actually out for drinks on Saturday night together. And the two people we were with, they're thinking like, yeah, we only have, I think you said, Lauren, you're like, I have only one pair of jeans. And they were just, they almost fell back in their chairs. They're like, what? Yeah. I showed them a picture of my closet and they're like, your hamper's so big. It won't even fit all your clothes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, that's a part of our story. Really. And she asks about pre-minimalism life. So I, I need to respond to that. So Lauren, we like to remind our listeners that Lauren is always lived this way. We like to call you the natural minimalist, the innate minimalist. You've always lived quite simply. Uh, for me, I, you know, I grew up with a family that we liked a lot of stuff, but when it came to my wardrobe and things like that, I didn't have too many clothes. I just had too many clothes compared to, you know, the average minimalist, I guess you could say. Uh, and I wasn't intentional with the amount of clothes that I had. I didn't wear everything that I owned. So, so that was great to go through. But pre-minimalism life, like I was happy, but I was also quite stressed. And one of the main reasons why I adopted this lifestyle is that it was in 2018 when we started, we recorded our first episode. And right before that recording, I was going through a life transition, especially career-wise. And I realized that you know, all the things that I were, I was doing, I, I wasn't passionate about, you know, I kept falling into these roles. I always had a passion behind me, like in, in my mind and inside me. And I was just trying to figure how to, how to get back there. I've always loved writing and producing. And, you know, I kept falling into these full-time roles that weren't actually very creative. And for me, it was because of all the stuff in my life that was cluttering, not only my physical space, but also my mind. And once I was able to, I, I just, I showed up to Lauren's apartment like one day and it just dawned on me. I was like, wow, your place is so simple. My place is, you know, it's got a lot of knickknacks in it. And it had knickknacks because my mom taught me, you know, have knickknacks everywhere and, you know, like magnets all over the fridge. And that's okay if you love it again. But I started removing all this clutter and I had this sense of peace in the, in my home. And I was like, wow, like this is amazing. And then once you clear the clutter in your house, you realize, wow, I have clutter in my mind as well. And, and now I need to work on that. And so pre-minimalism life, that's what it was for me. And, and I think Lauren, and I, you can speak for yourself, but I, I believe like when we started this podcast together, you were really the natural minimalist when it came to the physical things in your life. But you realize in doing the research over the years that you also need to work on me mental clutter, digital clutter. Like there's other areas of this lifestyle that you weren't a natural minimalist in. So, yeah. And I definitely still struggle with digital clutter too. And yeah, my story, I mean, my story is similar in terms of us growing up. Like my house was very full. There was a lot of possessions. Um, I had a friend, I would always go to her house growing up and her parents' place was just so clean and simple. And I remember thinking like, when I grow up and I have my own space, it's going to be exactly like this. Like my laundry room has like 
45 bottles of laundry detergent and hers had one. <laughs> I was blown away by this. I was like, this is so beautiful. Like I, I love the simplicity of this. And I, I just never had that much stuff. And I feel like I was almost ashamed of it growing up. Like people would be like, oh, your room's empty. Or like I would go shopping with a friend and she's like, you're not even looking for anything. Like I, I was almost like embarrassed by the way I lived, but I just couldn't stand having stuff. Even when I was a kid, my school desk, I only had my one pencil and I only had the books I needed and other people's desks were like flowing over with papers and yep. people like, I remember my brother's friends would come over and they would think my bedroom was a spare bedroom because it didn't have anything in it, but or like if friends, even now, if people come over and see my place, they're like, oh, did you just move in? I'm like, no, I've been here for six years. <laughs> but um, no, it's just something that I've always naturally had. I hated having too much stuff. It just, it caused me anxiety. I liked that like simplicity, minimal look so I could focus on other things. But with that being said, I do still struggle with mental clutter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's something that Lauren and I are really focusing on today is the yeah. mental clutter because we've really, really, we've really, we've really done well with the physical clutter, but again, it, this lifestyle requires maintenance. So we're always maintaining that every day and we'll go into that. But uh, so the next question is, I know it's not a competition, but who is more minimalist? So obviously we've kind of answered that already. Uh, Lauren is the natural minimalist. I am the minimalist adopter. When we started the podcast, that was the dynamic we were going for, but that's obviously since changed. We are both minimalist adopters in many ways. So, and, and over time, I think, yeah, again, I think both of us have learned that there are other areas of minimalism that we both need to work on. And and again, it's a lifestyle and it requires a lifelong maintenance. So it's not just you wake up a minimalist one day and you're, 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 you're going to be like this forever. You know, you, you declutter your house one day and you're done and it's not like that. So yeah. Imagine we do start competing. I'm like over at your house. I'm like, Oh, you have four mugs. I only have three. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both think the other one is more of a minimalist. Really? You think that I'm more minimalist? Yeah, I feel like like you're always getting rid of stuff and you like never shop and yeah, I do feel like your your place is super simple. Thank you. I appreciate uh, you're that. Flattered. <laughs> I I'm thinking of you as a kid. I'm thinking cuz you were describing oh, yourself yeah, as a as a child definitely growing up, but now I think things are pretty even. I was also saying to Kelly like before I shopped a bit more, but I had a higher turnover of things. So like I would buy stuff and then I would either donate it or give it away and buy new stuff. So I never had that much stuff, but I would shop a bit more. That since has changed because I realized that that's not necessary. And the way we organize our closets really helped that. But I, I think you can agree. I, I definitely shop a bit less now and Definitely. I feel definitely. like you never buy stuff. <laughs> we are really good when we go on vacation together, Lauren. When we go on vacation, we are the ultimate window shoppers. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're like, let's just go walk around for three hours and buy a coffee. <laughs> and if we do find something, like we were in Boston last fall, if we do find something, I remember you found like a beautiful sweater. We both really think about it. Lauren asked me a few questions. Should I get this? And then I asked her, okay, well, when, where will you wear this? Like, when will you wear this? Do you need it? And I think, I think after like you were freezing that day and I think there's partially, sometimes the weather can influence you to buy things you don't need. So I was like, yeah. are you just buying the sweater? Cause it's cold outside and you need to be more warm, but no, it was, it's something that you still wear. So that's good. So yeah. So that worked out, but yeah, I remember I tried on two and I liked them both. And Kelly's like, you're only getting one. I'm like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> holding you accountable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so the next question is, how do you stay on track with minimalism? And she added, how do you stay on track with, uh, with minimalism when you fall out of love? Yeah. So this is a super interesting question. I understand that like minimalism can get frustrating at times. Like there's times I've gotten rid of things I needed. There's a time that my washing machine broke and I like had such little things that it was so hard for me to get through waiting Mm -hmm. for a new washing machine. So like, I understand like there, there are times you might get frustrated or you might get like sick of decluttering, but it minimalism is such a lifestyle that you just have to adapt. And once that's just who you are. It's hard to fall back into old habits. Like if you're free time, you're not shopping anymore. You're not online shopping or going to the mall. Like you spend your weekends or evenings or free time doing other things, then it's easier to maintain the lifestyle or if decluttering or going through your things is just, which we're going to talk about later is part of what you do, but it, it is something you have to keep up. It's like, you know, with dating, you don't just meet someone and then like, you're done. Like you, you still have to have like work on the relationship indefinitely. If yes. Like, trying to get in shape, like once you're in shape, you still have to continue to exercise. So I definitely think there might be like waves of time where you're like more motivated. I'm definitely like the least motivated with minimalism around Christmas. Cause I decorate and I'm buying gifts and, but then I'm definitely like, more of a minimalist in January because I like want everything put back and I I don't shop at all for a few months. So I I think there might be waves in life too, depending on where you are and what time of year it is. And arguably, I don't think it's something that you would fall out of love with. If you're not clutter blind, I think it's something that you just keep falling more in love with because living with less, there are so many incredible benefits and we've gone over them in several episodes in our backlog. But I like to say that once you simplify one area of your life, let's say we, you start with the physical clutter, you will start simplifying other areas. You know, I went from physical to then, you know, figuring out how to disconnect from, you know, everyday distractions and clear my mind. So focusing on mental clutter and, and, and maintaining each area will become easier over time because your habits will stick. You know, once you start developing these daily habits, it just becomes routine, right? And and, and I, I actually found a study, a lot of podcasts I listened to mentioned a study. And so I, I finally looked it up. So according to a 2009 study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology, it takes anywhere from 18 to 254 days for a person to form a new habit. So that's 66 days on average. And once you form that habit of, you know, putting away your clothes on the hanger, you know, cleaning up after yourself, you know, before you go to the next thing, like it will stick and it will, it's not something that you fall out of love with. It's just something that you, you will continually do because you've developed that habit and it becomes easier. You don't even realize that you're doing it. It just becomes a positive habit. So, and, and, and some, some little things like in in terms of specifics that how do you stay on track with minimalism? I've spoken about my bullet journaling uh, every Sunday I fill out my bullet journal. So, and if you don't know what the, what a bullet journal is, go, go back to our backlog. Uh, it's called the bullet journal method with Mac whale. Check out that episode. So it's a way for, it's an analog system for tracking my daily tasks and recording my past accomplishments, uh, as well as my future goals. And so I, I add in space each night to kind of cross out what I've accomplished. And, you know, I also you know, make room some days to kind of write down my thoughts, it's almost a journal in a sense as well. And yeah, so I do that. Of course, Lauren, you and I, we exercise is so important. And I think giving, uh, getting outside for an hour of exercise each day, or just somewhere getting some activity in your life will 
help you clear your mind and, and help you be able to get gain the clarity to focus every day and you know maintain this lifestyle. I think you know, exercise is so important and then reading daily as well. Lauren's a massive reader. Um, I'm an audiobook reader. We both read in different ways and then you know multitasking with intention. So for example, while I'm listening to an audiobook, I often find myself cleaning up around the house. So that really helps me keep on track with living this simply because I'm able to keep up with cleaning around my house. Obviously working from home makes that easier, which is great. And, you know, having an accountability partner like you, Lauren, is super helpful. You know, I, I, I'm around you all the time. You live this way. And so it inspires me all the time. And so it's also who you keep in your circles, just to be mindful of that. And of course, lastly, running this podcast, you know, researching minimalism all the time, writing about living simply, like, of course, this is going to help us stay on track with minimalism. So yeah. yeah, I can definitely see if you have friends or family who shop a lot and buy a lot and always have new stuff. And it, it would like, there are times like I have friends who kind of shop more and like, I'm like, oh, maybe I want to shop more and have more stuff and new outfits and new bags and stuff. But you do kind of have to rewind and be like, no, like I, like I like the way I live and um, I'm reaping the benefits of it. And it's, it's just such a great lifestyle that once you get that like little bit of those benefits from it, like you, your place is easier to clean. You're saving money. You're less stressed. Your mind's more clear. Like you just keep striving for it. Like you're like you couldn't, I couldn't imagine living any other way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's, it, it's true. It's true. It, it's, it's, it's a, it's a healthy addiction. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so the next question is funny. So <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. So someone asks, what are three differences in each other's personalities? So, you know, I'll let you go first, Lauren. I'm curious. Yeah. I was saying to Kelly, I'm like, can we do mean things? Are we getting a huge fight on the pod? We've never fought. We fought once in our life. I know. And it lasted 15 seconds. <laughs> okay. So number one, Kelly is extremely consistent with things. And I love it. Like even with this podcast, like when she started, like every week, even for the first year, like we were pumping out a podcast. She's just consistent with exercise, with work, like I, I just feel like you're very, when you start something, like your whole heart's in it and you, you're just very consistent with it and it's incredible. I'm a little bit inconsistent with things. I feel like sometimes I start them, like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do stand-up comedy and then I'm, I like take courses and do it. I'm like, I don't like that anymore. <laughs> but um, I, I'm just a bit inconsistent. Uh, Kelly is also extremely detail-oriented, which is, it's so beautiful. Like even for these questions, she organized all them and like put them in bold headings and bullet points and numbered them and it's just beautiful. I'm like, oh, I want to be more like this. Like, I feel like I'm definitely, sometimes I'm like too simplistic in the way I do things. And you're also very health conscious. So I feel like I'm always ordering the beer and the like chicken fingers <laughs> and Kelly's always got her salad. And so it's nice to see how health conscious you are. You're always like doing Barry's boot camp and out getting your steps. So you're very healthy. Oh, thank you. Okay. So, so when it comes to you, Lauren, oh my goodness. Okay. So one of the things I love about you is how easygoing and laid back you are. Oh, thank you know, you. I am the kind of person who I think I'm a little bit more, 
I'm a little bit more anxious and like on top of things. Like I'm like, okay, we got to do this right now. And you're like, don't worry. Like, it's okay. Like, no worry. It'll be okay. It'll be great. Like you're just so easy. We're such a great balance. We're such yeah, a great we team. Are. It's, we, we really, really balance each other out. Like, I feel like you told me once you, you said it's very alpha beta and I agree. It really is. Like, I mean, I'm also easy going and laid back in ways as well, but it just depends on what area. So you are super easygoing friendly, independent. You're always eager to help people. You are less reactive. So you don't react all the time. Like you, you, you know, if something happens, you know, you think about it before you react, which I appreciate. And you are extremely organized. It's incredible. Uh, absolutely incredible. And so, uh, so that's, that's one part. So it's like the whole alpha beta thing. Another thing is something about you, you are so simple. And I say it from the perspective of how you work and I love it. So I am very much someone where I have definitely simplified how I work, but not to the extent that you have. Like if you send me an email, you literally just put one word in, in, in the title of the email and then you just <laughs> send me what you I need. I always will send you fluff on top of everything else and I don't need to do that. Like you just send me what I need. You're very, very simple in how you work, which actually makes you more efficient worker. So I appreciate that about you. I also find that you are more adaptable. So if I, if I present an idea for you, you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm open to this. I'm, you're very open to new things. You're open to change and you're flexible. And that is an amazing quality, especially when, you know, y- you are an entrepreneur, like we, we both are, but like you have this part of you, you're like, okay, well, if I need to change, I will. If I need to adapt to this new thing, I will. You're also, uh, I'm adding more, but you're yeah, also- amazing. Keep it coming. <laughs> yeah. You're also the ideas person. You and like, you, you, you are very big picture. You say, okay, this is my idea. I have this crazy, amazing concept and idea. And I love that because you'll come to me with all these ideas. And then I'm the kind of person that'll be like, okay, how can we execute this? So that's how we really yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely like the visionary, but then I'm like sloppy with the details. Like I'm like, like when we started Master Simplicity, Kelly's like, we got to incorporate it and organize the taxes. I'm like, let's just work on the design. <laughs> so Whatever, we're such we a have, good match. It's great. We do have a good balance. <laughs> we do. We do. Well, that was a fun one. So thank you whoever was, shared that with us. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much. That was so fun. And then, and then when it comes to, we have questions regarding like uh, keeping a minimalist home. So moving the conversation over a bit. This question is, if you were to switch homes with each other, what changes would you make to each other's space? Keep in mind, everyone, that we both live in smaller apartments in Toronto. Uh, I think yours is around just under 500 square feet, Lauren. It's like 510. 510 and mine's like 425. Quite small. Uh, we have small spaces, and uh, Lawrence is more modern. Like it's an, a newer building. Mine's a little bit older, uh, a little dated. I always make fun of my my apartment, but I, I do love my building. It's amazing. Yeah, I love your place. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, first of all, I'll, I'll I'll throw it to you. What would you change about my place, if anything, Lauren? Okay, first thing, I would get rid of your side table and center your bed. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I would have less toss pillows on your bed. I feel because I know like you have the bottom sheet. I, I just have a comforter and four pillows. It takes me 10 seconds to make my bed. It's so fast. Um, you just have a few more toss pillows. It looks nice. I just wouldn't want the maintenance of that. I would put your yoga mat and weights away. I don't like anything that's like not aesthetic in a place. Okay. And also you have art with 
like people's faces and words. Like it looks nice, but I like more abstract art of just like colors, like that type of painting. But otherwise I love your high top. Like I I love your couch, like your area rug, everything else in your place is just perfect for it. Like you've really found every piece that like matches it perfect. And especially for the space you have too. Thank you. I feel like I, you're, you're, you're reminding me of some excess in my place that maybe I don't need. (laughs) No, I also might put like flowers or candles in your kitchen or bathroom. I like like little details like that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, you know what? I have candles in my kitchen and my bathroom. Oh yeah. You'll have have to come by. (laughs) I I got a new one. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have one. I have one. I have one. Uh, no. Okay. So when it comes to Lauren's apartment and our pictures of our apartments are on our Instagram. So check it out. Lauren's space. She has one big open space. When you walk in their kitchen to the left, living room to the right. Now, one thing that I would change about your living room is cause you have to think about how would I use the space? I would change it based on how I would use it. And just, just so our listeners know, I actually might take over Lauren's place if she moves in with her boyfriend. So, which is very exciting. So what I would do is I would actually keep your kitchen as is. You just have a simple white kitchen table in the kitchen. It's, I like to call it a wall kitchen because it's just against the wall. There's no island. And then uh, to the right, you have, you know, a traditional living room with a TV, a couch and an area rug and a little table. Uh, So I would change it up a little bit because I don't watch a lot of TV. I just watch Netflix on my computer. I would get rid of the TV. I would somehow store your TV and I would create a podcast studio because and an office. So I would get a stand up desk and I would get a beautiful light. And I would dress up, I would dress up the desk area that I, w- I would still keep a living space. So I would still keep the couch and the area rug and the table, but I would dress up the, the end of the space with a whole desk area. For me, it's important to have a home office. You know, Lauren and I, we've been working out of our kitchens and, you know, I, I like to have, I like to separate, you know, rooms. Ideally it would be nice. But my friend said the other day, well, it's a part of your story. I was like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, no, that's true. I, yeah, I feel like there would be things I would do to my own place. Like, I, Kelly, we're the same. We both have televisions and we don't use them. I know. But I, I, for some reason, I like the look of a TV in a home. I feel like it looks normal. <laughs> yeah, I know. Lauren's like, Lauren's like, you can't get rid. I want to get my rid of my TV years ago. She's like, you can't get rid of your TV. I was like, why? She's like, well, if you have a guy come over, like, you got to have a TV to watch movies. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh, no, there's no TV here. Even like my boyfriend's like, your TV is like so small and old. I'm like, but I don't use it. <laughs> exactly. It's been but there for seven televisions. <laughs> they do. Men love TV. So uh, the next question is, what is your maintenance system to keep your beautiful minimal spaces? Okay. My number one rule is decorate it exactly how you want it from day one. Like my space has changed very little, like maybe one or two things in six years. So if you just do it once, do it how you like it and then leave it. And then I also go through my stuff at least once a month. So, I mean, we have a, um, our next questions about routine, but that's just how I maintain it. I, I don't bring new stuff in. And if I do, it's something I really want. I've really thought about, and I go through my stuff constantly to make sure I'm, and everything, even down to like cleaning products. I'm like, am I still using this cleaning product to make sure that it's needs to take up space? That's what good. That's good. I yeah. know that you, you also, you, you know, you also do something weekly, right? You also Oh yeah. We'll go into that next yeah. week. 
And, and, you know, for me, I, I like to say it's clean up as you go. Put your clothes back on their hangers, wash dishes after each use. I mean, it took me a little bit to get to the hanger thing, learning from other people in my family. But, and then also avoid buying things you don't need. Make a list before you shop, especially for groceries, because you'll end up buying groceries that you don't need. And like my dad always says, keep your home so that it's always ready for company. I always leave it clean before I leave my place every time. Lauren's the same way. If we go on vacation, our place will be spotless before we leave. Because that way when we come home from vacation, we can just, you know, open up to this beautiful clean space. Like there's nothing better. Honestly, there's nothing better when you feel like tired and you're, you have so much laundry to do and you know, you're maybe hung over, you know? So it's just like, you know, it's nice to come home to something nice. So I always say, I love waking up to like a clean space and I love coming home from work to a clean space. Like those are the times when you're, you want your mind in a good place. So <laughs> true. Good, be consistent. Yeah. And, and so the next question is your cleaning routine. What do you do daily, weekly, or monthly? This one's good. Um, so I used to just clean once a week, like do everything on one day. Uh, and I, I stopped doing that because I found that it was a lot of work. Uh, if I missed that day, then I kind of missed it all. Um, and some people outsource their cleaning or do it once a week, but I just find doing a little bit every single day, like doing a little bit of dusting or washing the floor, or scrubbing the shower or like cleaning inside drawers or, or going through stuff, just 15, 20 minutes every single day. It's part of my morning routine. And then I never have to think about it. If I miss a day, it doesn't matter. I only miss one little thing. If I'm away on vacation, I just pick it up when I get back. It just keeps things super consistent. I live in a small condo though. So I, I, this is, it's easy for me to manage and I live by myself. I think if people live in big houses or with families, you might have to divide the work or outsource some of it. And then on just like a day to day, I, I always try to make my bed. Like you say, Kelly, hang up my clothes and um, put my dishes in the dishwasher. And my secret, because like, I feel like deep down I am lazy by heart. <laughs> like I like really have to motivate <laughs> myself to do things. But on my bed, I just have a comforter and four pillows. I don't do the top sheet or anything else. And it takes me 10 seconds. So I don't have to be like, oh, I have to make my bed. I'm like, I literally just align my pillows and fold over my comforter and it's done. So That's like, great. it doesn't take motivation. I, I shower at night. So I'm like, okay, if you don't want to hang up your clothes and just throw them all in the hamper. I'm like, okay, well, I'll hang up the one or two things that are still clean. And then dishes. Yeah, I just put them, rinse them and put them in the dishwasher. So just kind of picking up after yourself on a day-to-day -day basis. And another little secret, especially for girls who do their makeup, if you take a tissue after you get ready and just wipe down the sink and counter, your bathroom looks clean all week. I feel like it's that buildup of like foundation and stuff like toothpaste that, yeah, yeah. if you just wipe that down on a daily basis after in the morning, once you're done, it keeps your bathroom so much cleaner. So those are kind of my daily and weekly things. Yeah. Especially if you only have one bathroom in your place. <laughs> yeah. Cause then anyone guests use it. So it's not yeah. like your, your private bathroom. She also asked monthly. So I, I kind of do like I'm more consistent with my dusting and bathrooms and floors weekly, but mm -hmm. then I'll take one day monthly and like clean behind furniture or under rugs or inside drawers, or that's kind of when I'm going through stuff. 
That's great. I mean, we're very similar, Lauren. So yeah. yeah. So daily cleaning, I wake up, make my bed. First thing I do, uh, I also make breakfast in the morning and I, I clean up after everything. And then again, in the morning, I like to, you know, just like, I like to get ready, but also listen to a podcast at the same time. And I find that I'll clean up while I'm listening. So I clean while I'm getting ready for the day. And then it's kind of done. It's like 10, 20 minutes of my time. And then weekly I do a deeper clean. So I'll take out the vacuum, I'll dust, uh, I will clean my shower and my, and my bathroom. Uh, and then I will also do laundry once a week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. And then for the hard stuff, admittedly, you know, I have, I have, uh, sometimes like every couple of months or so I'll have uh, a really kind lady come in and do the harder work. So, so yeah, so that's, that's my routine. And then, yeah, so that's about it. And then, and then keeping up with uh, home decor styles is the next question. Like, how do you keep up with, you know, all the ever-changing home decor styles, you know, you know, and, and I know Lauren, you can, you can respond to this. Uh, We, we were talking about this the other day before this question even came. It's Lauren's like, oh yeah, I designed my place seven years ago and it still looks just as good. I was like, yeah, it's because you picked a modern classic timeless look. And so, you know, you have the white walls, the black finishes, you know, you have a, you have a neutral color palette in your place and, and you know, you own less stuff. So by owning less, it's going to look more put together and timeless. Yeah. There's actually a really interesting website. I'll give you the link to put in the show notes. It's called mymove.com and it it gives you your design style so it'll show you it's like a 10 question quiz and it'll show you different like pictures of bathrooms and living rooms and beds and bedrooms and you click on the one you like best and it'll give you your design style so i like stick with your own style like pick pieces you love don't follow trends before i moved in here i did a blueprint of my place and I, it was actually furnished when I viewed it. So I kind of took pictures of the way it was designed. I really loved the way it was done. So cool. Um, yeah. And you can speak with a designer if you t- too, if you really want to get it done right the first time, but pick pieces you love. Also like try to stay away from advertisements and like Instagrams or Pinterest, things like that, that constantly are showing you home decor because even I, I'll see that stuff and I'm like, I want a new kitchen table. I want like a new lamp. Oh, I don't want the TV anymore. I want to put chairs there. I want to put a plant there. And I'm like, no, like that's not necessary. Or I'm like, I want an island, (laughs) but I, I try not to expose myself to that. It's like same with clothes and and anything else. It's like, if you're constantly seeing that stuff, you're like, I'm going to want to buy that or constantly update my place. So just kind of pick pieces you love, try to stick to the classics that will last longer and just stay away from ads that are going to, like, I know they're inspiring, but my mom's like that. She always wants to redo the house, always wants to paint stuff and get new furniture. So I kind of like to just do it once and be done. So just be more mindful of that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense completely. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, be aware of that. So the next question is focus more on our kitchen stuff. So she's seeking minimal pantry ideas in terms of canned items, spices, sauces. So she's asking, should I canister these items or not? And my response to that is, it depends on how often you use spices, right? So if you're not someone who cooks often, you know, there's probably no reason in putting together all these little canisters or jars of 
spices and having them on a rack if the rest is going to sit there and, you know, eventually get, get old. So if you cook often and use spices often, I highly recommend, yes, putting them in spice jars. Uh, the home edit on Instagram at the home edit, uh, has great ideas for this. I believe they also sell racks and carousels, you know, like the carousel that you can just like twirl around. My mom has a spice rack and it works really, really well. So I really do like it. I personally don't, I actually have fresh herbs that I put, uh, they're just, they're in little baggies in my, in my fridge. So I don't use them at all. I, I mean, I have a couple spices in my, in my cupboard, but I, I, I don't, I maybe use them every couple of weeks. I don't use them that often. So for me, I don't need a spice rack, you know, maybe eventually when I cook more in the future, I will, but yeah, it all depends. It all depends, but I would highly recommend checking the expiry dates first on all your canned items. So if you have, because I, growing up, like my mom has like a whole area for canned jars. And I remember when we first decluttered the pantry, it was like, wow, this expired three years ago. Like, let's get out of this. You know? Oh my God. My parents have stuff that expired like 30 years ago. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm like, is this like not turned to dust yet? Oh goodness. Okay, so for me, I actually love the aesthetic of canisters. Like, I, I think it's so beautiful when everything's like put in a nice canister and it's just these like natural ingredients. It's like my ideal lifestyle. It's like bake bread from scratch and have the flour in this like beautiful modern canister. But from a practical standpoint, I like to know the expiry date of things. I'm really on top of that. It just kind of grosses me out. And I count my calories too. So I like to know the nutritional values of food. And then in terms of sauces and canned items, I am very, which we're going to talk about simplifying uh, meal plans, but I really try to shop weekly. So it's like, I buy the stuff that I need for that week. And if I, I might have a few extra things in my cupboards, but I kind of try to incorporate them into the next meal plan the next week. So I don't just have things piling up. And another thing with the spices, I went and invested in the nice glass organic spices and I bought all of them with that brand. I think it's just called Organics and it looks beautiful. Like they have, they're really nice glass containers and I, all my spices are the exact same. So if you buy all one brand, it does look more uniform if you didn't mm. want to buy extra spice casings. So that's kind of my way to simplify. As much as I like the look of a canister, it's just not practical for me and my lifestyle. Yeah. If it's going to be useful to you, go for it. But if it's not, then keep that that counter clean or keep that cupboard yeah. clean. <laughs> just, I, just, you, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go oh, ahead. You put the Nespresso pods in a canister, which I like the look of. Oh yeah. It's so nice opening my cupboard and just seeing these pods and different little canisters and you know, they're, they're bamboo canisters from the dollar store. You can get a lot of cool stuff at the dollar store. I was shocked. I was like, I was like, my dad's obsessed with the dollar store and I never understood why. And now I get it. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it looks so good, but I also like the Nespresso sleeves. Like they're so sleek looking. So sleek. I know. Yeah. I know they are. They are. That's true. You can always just throw those in your, in your cover, okay. but yeah. But anyways, so, so we also have questions for us. So just random different questions. So various questions. So someone asked, how do you differentiate travel souvenirs from clutter? Souvenirs that won't be clutter. So, um, okay. And, and Lauren's initial response was, oh, like souvenirs are clutter. There's no such yeah, thing. Don't buy them. <laughs> don't buy them. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I mean, for me, like, my recommendation, I'm so curious what yours is, Lauren, but 
if you will use it every day, if you're getting, for example, a t-shirt or a coffee mug with a city name on it or something like that to remember an experience and you wear it or you use it a lot, go for it. You know, a friend of mine just bought, and I thought it was really, really cool because it added to the style of his home. He just bought a coffee mug from a local local coffee shop, a cool coffee shop. He goes almost every day. That makes sense. You know, it's a part of his life. He, he's, it's, it's almost like a little piece of art in his home. And so I, I, I see the value in that, but growing up, my dad would, is in sales. So he would bring home all these different shirts and, and little knickknacks for me. And I remember, and even just like every year in my stocking, I get so many knickknacks, you know, from, from travel, like they're little travel souvenirs and keychains and stuff like that. And eventually I realized all this stuff was just you know, living in my junk drawer. Like I, like I never use it. So just make sure that, you know, I remember getting so excited to go into those shops, those souvenir shops. And I realized, okay, like get me out of here. I, I don't need any of this stuff. So. Yeah. I, my kind of rule is if you wouldn't buy it when you're at home, like don't get it. Like if you see this like beautiful top in your way and you love it, then yeah, get it. You're going to wear it, but don't be like, Oh, I'm at, I'm at somewhere new. So I need to buy something to remember that I was here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like remember the experiences and you have photos of the places. You don't necessarily have to, um, buy something like a little knickknack. Also what I love, especially if you go to Europe where they have like really good chocolates or coffee, like when Kelly and I were in Italy, we got like really good coffee beans. You can get wine and bring it back. Like those are things that you can kind of bring back, consume and remember the trip, but it's not something that you're going to have to like store or keep forever. And wine's really good because you can age it and then open up the wine later and like have it with the person you're on the trip with and just, it brings back memories. So wine is a great one, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's a lot of like t-shirts and like you said, keychains and mugs where like, are you going to buy that every place you go? Like, are you going to have like 40 keychains on your, your key? I would love to see someone like give you a present on your birthday or something full of different keychains and t-shirts from a city and just see your face. (laughs) You would be cringing inside. I I would be polite. I'd be like, Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you for listening. Lauren and I enjoyed your questions so much that we ended up chatting for over an hour and a half. And so we decided to share this episode in two parts and part two of our discussion will release next week, Monday, where we will answer more of your questions. We discuss everything from our tips for packing and traveling light and our systems for keeping our calendars organized to our favorite minimalism and personal development books and much, much more. And as always, I'd like to take this time to say thanks again for sharing in our simple living journeys and send a big thank Thank you to all of you who have taken a moment to give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. We read all of your reviews and we get so excited to see a new one pop up each week. And as you may know, your words really motivate us and help our podcast grow. So thanks again for listening, everyone. And we will speak with you next Monday. Bye-bye.